This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello, my name is Sophie Wilson and this podcast is for business owners and creatives who want to cultivate big brand energy and stand out online. By listening, you will learn how to be fulfilled in what you're doing work-wise and get educated on how best to market yourself in 2022. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Brand Energy. Today, I have Curly, who is the founder of Thanks Collective and also House Media Co. And we're going to chat about all things big brand with Thanks Collective and then dive in a little bit of everything, I'm hoping. Yeah. Before we start um, getting into all of it, I kind of just want to set the scene of who you are on a personal level. So, like, tell everyone who you are and what you're doing on the Sunshine Coast. Um, real name's Andrew. Um, everyone calls me Curly, but um, born and raised in Toowoomba. Um, used to be a carpenter, sort of, and a concreter back in the day, and then had a back injury. Found a new business, uh, found a new, I guess, career and in photography, which was very random for myself, and um, started that in Toowoomba. It was Curly's shot photography. Um, my sister then started it for me on the sunny coast while I was in Toowoomba with another photographer. I then followed down here. Um, later changed it to House Media Co. Um, yeah, I've, you know, pretty normal upbringing. Like my dad drank a bit and sort of had issues of his own, which I think maybe flowed down to me, and I think it probably was passed down from his dad. So, um, you know, it's probably been a big part of me as a person and thanks and the reasons behind it all and stuff because I've always been pretty hard on myself and he's been much the same. But, um, yeah, I just... Started this brand, Thanks Collective, just because I just wanted to put some honest shit out there. Yeah. And just, I just, you know, I just want people to come on and just tell stories, good and bad, and like, not like stories of redemption or like amazing athletes. Like, while we get those, you know, all, all kinds of stories, like people just like you and me, like, just have stories. And I think some people will take little parts from everything. So, yeah, that's sort of what I do. Which came first? Was it like, I want to start a clothing brand? Or was it, I want to tell stories, and you were looking for the vehicle to do that? Um, every sort of little point in my life might have led to it. So I always had interest in clothing. I'm like, I'm a bit picky with clothes, like, just you know, like even just T-shirts and stuff. I sort of struggle to find stuff I really love, and I just always wanted to do something with it. But I wasn't naive to think that I could, you know, reinvent the wheel with a T-shirt. 2022 <laughs> you know or 2020 whenever it was like yeah. a t-shirt's a t-shirt and then I feel I've always got so much to say I think so much and I th- feel I've got empathy and maybe a bit of compassion but I've also I've got a shit side you know I've done plenty of shit that I carry you know guilt guilt and shame for and um I don't know I just thought rather than like not a podcast but just visually get people on in our clothing to tell their stories um, and that is our marketing, mm. essentially, and hopefully our stories will get a good response and travel far and wide, which, you know, we've only done a handful, but some really have. You've um, built a following, for sure, like mm. 10.9K is where your Instagram's at, mm. and growing, yeah, which is huge, like that is people's big goal, and I think it does, yeah, it definitely does come down to the storytelling element of what you did. I remember when I first came across your account and it was someone I think like everyone was sharing different stories from these guys like and whether you knew you you knew of at least one of them yeah that you got in touch with certainly on the Sunshine Coast yeah um which 
it was just so smart to me. Really? Because, yeah, because to me, I always describe it to my clients as like the business is you, the body and the brand is the soul and you led with your soul. You were like, this is the brand. This is like what will actually connect to people. I didn't even have an interest and I don't really have an interest in the clothing mm. yet. I'm interested. I'm following. I'm seeing the new collection drops. Oh, you've got girl stuff now. Oh, cool. Would that look good to me? Before, if I didn't even see the content, I wouldn't have even thought about you. Like, you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what I thought where the, yeah. the good idea came. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I've got a long way to go and I put so much pressure on myself. Like we were just speaking about with the consistency, but yep. that's where I feel it can work. And I feel if I can keep going and get my confidence back and be genuinely honest, which I, I'm going to be honest, I've been sheltered in my own mind about what I say and do. If I was truly honest the whole time, I'd probably get myself in a little bit of trouble, so I've got to navigate the way through. But I feel people like that stuff. I love that shit. I love it. Mm, I like, love real shit. Mm. Controversy like, gets Funny clicks. stuff, like, you know, whatever it may be. Just, yeah. you know, like, cause everything's so filtered. Oh, absolutely. Um, no one's proper genuine, I feel, especially on your socials. And, you know, you got to say the right thing to please the right particular crowd and all yep. that sort of stuff. And I don't know, I don't mind being a little bit controversial, but then my softer side is, you know, then I don't really, like, I don't want to be hated either. On the other hand, like, yeah. I want to be liked and loved. So it's just something I've got to navigate through. And I think once I can build my consistency and confidence, I, I feel it'll get off and going. Oh, yeah, I think it will. Do you think that – so is it more about strategy? Was it a strategy component or was it literally just like your purpose coming out, you want to make impact? Both. Because I just – you know, a lot of my mates are all in steady – so I come from a broken family and, you know, there's been plenty worse And um, but how it affected me, mine, and there's one other mate in our group who he was similar and we always sort of talk about it and I always just liked – when I talk to younger fellows, just making them feel better and just, you know, I just sort of wish I sort of had something like that in, at years um, where I was pretty lost and pretty destructive and, you know, and drugs and partying and gambling and, you know, being a little fucking shit to people and um, I just carried a lot of anger and I don't know, I guess I just, on a selfish level, want to make other people feel better then make myself feel better. Totally. <laughs> the quickest way to boost your own self-worth is to just bring value to other people. Like, Yeah. yeah. And, and I just thought all of it together, I just thought it all worked and started it with Kazi, which I thought was a great idea because he's really talented, likeable. I'll actually tell you a story. So when I, I broke my back, I came back from the rig, started a family construction business. Right. Uh, with my dad and brother. And I just, we were concreting a lot at the time and I just couldn't do the work. Like I yep. was offering nothing. I was just back was cooked drove home from Shane Bibke's farm one day after work and ended up in tears I was like I'm a bit fucked here because I never paid attention in school all I've ever been worried about was partying and having fun and I was like now I can't do the only work that I know sort of like shit you know I could end up you know in a bit of a spot totally got home googled job ideas wow Mm, and it was real estate photography and then the next day I was driving back out to Shane sun was rising Fuck it, I'm going to buy a camera. And then um, bought a camera and I said to Dad and everyone, I remember, and a lot of these same people were the same people that didn't want me to leave house, but a lot of them were like, what, you're going to be a photographer now, are you? And because I'd said I was going to do it, and I I had people like doubting me, which is what 
happens in this world. Totally. It's no hard feelings. It's just I use that as a motivator. Yeah. So with thanks, since I've come out and said I'm going to do this, I've put my head on the line a bit. I'm determined to make it happen. Totally. And, um, I feel I've done it before and I've sort of just got to get back to that real grind, non-distracted, yeah. living in work and I think I'll make it happen. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about how you actually executed it because obviously the concept came from, you know, exactly what you've just explained, but like actually coordinating all the people because you had a, this really beautiful blend of like everyday blokes but also, you know, big names as mm. well. So I know what the listeners want to know is like, how did you get the likes of say the dregs or whatever that Shane guy's name is? Big, um, he's a big deal. <laughs> so the dregs Hayden was then giving me a hand after Kazi and we were sort of going to go in that direction together. Similar thing. He had his own business. It's yep. quite a hard situation to pull off. Um, so he had connection to the dregs. Um, Kazi initially, he had a connection to Nico Hines Ah. Um, through one of his mates, and then I've known Shane Webkey since I was, you know, as long as I can remember. He's yeah. like one of my dad's best mates. So, um, but then since that, since doing a few, there's been quite a few people that would say they'd do it, you know, like Todd Carney and um, and many, many just people like you and me who, um, you know, I've said yes, we'll get to and stuff, and yeah. that's where I feel a little bit of guilt, you know, because I say yeah. to people, and I don't want people to feel like theirs doesn't matter because that's the shit I want. Yeah, like, totally. Uh, big um, Maxi Jacobson, I'd nearly had him teed up nearly two months ago, and it's been a bit of a fuck around since through um, probably fold of mine, and then he sort of had commitments and stuff, and then I've just been a little bit distracted since. But he's just this guy on the coast here who's come from a really you know successful family. Was it like? young gun sort of prodigy sort of tennis player and he's played AFL and now he runs a crew of people. So just just a normal guy, you know. Yeah. Um, that's the stuff we want. But these other guys do help us get exposure. Totally. So. And do you think that's why it grew or what do you think it came down to? Yeah, definitely. Like the bigger, like the higher profile people help us get further reach. Like yeah. Shane's has been massive. I'd say it would be across all the reels and the story it would have to be It'd be mil or two mil views yeah. across, I'd say, Insta and Facebook. Um, maybe more, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, just because he speaks so well. So yeah. I guess if we can, you know, get one of those guys every five or ten and then just people like yourself or me or Maxie or Searsy, one of my best mates who we recorded the other week, which it'll be incredible. Really? People will really like that, yeah. Yeah. He's the owner of the home gym guys. Yeah. Um, sorry, HGG Performance, but it was the home gym guys. Right. One of my best mates from Toowoomba is just this gym equipment stuff is just turned nothing into something in like two years in this incredible business. It's, really? Yeah, it's insane. So people love that. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's awesome. It's yeah. I think it's it is. You sort of need to get those like few done so you can be like look how cool this is mm. and then people yeah will come to you and they're like i've got a story to tell please put me on mm, yeah and there's been yeah quite a few like football players and stuff and i've sort of been a bit distant from being active on my socials sort of yeah. lately and talking to people and stuff so but um when we release shane's as many footballers and people reaching out hey get this guy and stuff and yeah once we get up and going there'll be ample opportunity absolutely it's a lot of work in it i yeah. underestimated the amount of work. Totally. Fucking heaps. <laughs> yeah, I've actually done um, a similar thing. It was probably around the same time as you were doing, which is probably why it stood out to me so much, is I did this um, series for Mammoth Storage, which was a brand I was working with for marketing, and we did telling basically the stories from storage 
seen these. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Did you do uh, a couple of ex Toowoomba girls, Holly George and... Oh, yeah. So is it Lily? Lily. Yeah. So they're actually really good friends with my sister and they work at Mammoth. So the initial series was about just sort of similar to you, basically just everyday people. The idea was that they stored at Mammoth mm. and... But the content was about their story. But then they worked there. So this there was sort of like a offset of the series was to feature them and their stories. Sort of a HR kind of component of it. I liked it. I remember seeing it and I messaged both of them. I think once I seen them and said, well done to them both. I thought it was cool. Oh, awesome. I appreciate of, that. It sort of like made me think, get going a bit. You're Literally. fucking around here because, you know, like that's what it is. And it's ample out there, but I just put... Like, you know, the quality and stuff like that. I don't yeah. care about that stuff too much sometimes. So. Yeah, no, I know well what you done. mean. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, and I think I think that what the important thing is is that, I mean, they were just everyday people, right? And you watched it interested in their life because mm. they're everyday people. It's like you don't necessarily know the ins and outs of people's lives and I just think it's such a – it's a smart way to, like, leverage a brand. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Well, it's sort of like similar, like with that YKTR and what those guys do. Totally. They do it well. Like, I think we're different to those, but that's essentially where some of the idea comes from. Yeah, I was going to ask you where, where it came from. Mm. In terms of actually getting them designed and created, how do you do it? Um, Pretty much just me and maybe like I might ask the odd person for help. Like, I might sort of do the majority of what I can on Photoshop, scratch yeah. it up and then might send it to someone to finalise it, like a designer, graphic designer. Um, I went through like a middleman last time that dealt with China, but it cost me a fortune. Like really? I got robbed. Like These T-shirts, by the time they got in Australia, I think I paid like $40 with like for the shirt and shipping. Like they just robbed me yeah. blind. So, um, Learned that lesson. Girl I'm seeing at the moment actually has a pretty successful um, children's label. So she's got a lot of connections over there, which she put me onto a couple of guys, which I've been working on samples with at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... So you kind of need to know a guy, do you reckon? Um, well, like my other business, House Media, mm. so I outsource a lot of my photos overseas. Oh, really? Yeah. So what happens is I send them off. They've got my quality and style to work to. Yeah. They come back. They're never quite there, but I always fine-tune my stuff to get, like, the house look. Yep. Um, it took me years, and when I walked away from house for four months, like I was telling you, I had that many people reaching out, can we have your editors, can we have your editors? And I was like, I'm not just going to give that up because it right. takes a long time to build that. Yeah. And I think it's the same with clothing suppliers. Like, you know, people start a clothing brand, and, I'm, you know, I'm sure, like, people like YKTR and stuff get hit up all the time. Oh, where do you get your clothes made and stuff? And it's just like... Part of the business. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's something you have to, unless you're lucky enough to meet someone or know someone in the know. Yeah. I think it's just a trial and error, hard work. I want to talk about House a little bit. So, I don't know if you've, have you heard of Seth Godin? He's a big dog marketer, kind of author guy that I reference all the time on the podcast. So, everyone listening knows. Right. We're kind of, we're all bros. Um, <laughs> but the reason I bring him up is because he talks about the importance of like, when you, when you have a business and in your marketing that the best approach is to talk to someone, not everyone. And I feel like, you know, when I was stalking house, I'm like, wow, this is just like you're doing real estate photography and you're doing it well. Mm, Obviously. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) I just sort of think, you know, have you found obviously having a, 
niche been a portion of why you've been able to be so successful in it? Yeah, def- I think so. Um, there's probably a couple of things to this. So when I started, um, I sort of wanted to then do real estate and then travel with landscape and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you start a business, people say, just say yes to everything. Yeah. Fuck that. Really? Okay. Because <laughs> I said yes to doing this, like, real estate firm's staff photos. Right. People aren't my thing with photos, you know. Yeah. I talk to people, yeah, but taking photos of big groups of people, it just wasn't my thing. And, yeah. I, went and I butchered it and now I never got any of their work for so long. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and people still ask me today, I've probably had three of my clients at the moment say... You do headshots, and I still to this day will not do them. So. I think that's so true. It's like stick to what you know. Yeah, I think so. But um, when Kazi was starting in him, because like me and Kazi talk a lot, and um, I wouldn't say I'm a mentor for him, but I like help him with some things that I've experienced. Yeah. And he was sort of doing a bit of everything, like weddings and stuff, but he's really good at what he does. And I think video might be slightly different also because mm-hmm. um, obviously you film and then you edit. It's the yep. same sort of thing. Whereas I think photos, your style of shit, the way you shoot is different. But yep. So I've always probably even just maybe been through um, lack of interest of wanting to learn more about photography and just really liking houses, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. just really honing in on that. And I'll, yep. I'll never pick up a camera to take a photo of anything well, now, but this stuff. Yeah. But besides a house, it is just all a photograph, and I just was obsessed. Like, I would look at thousands and thousands of houses all across the world, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, photographers, um, just, like, for, you know, tips, like, honing my style. And, um, yeah, now I think I've got a pretty good style and um, pretty good system. It's just, like, second nature to me now. And yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a great client base. and Yeah, it's awesome. That's so good. I think it's, yeah, you're very talented at it. Yeah, exactly. So I'll outsource because if I didn't outsource, I could maybe do two a day. Yep. But with outsourcing, I could do six a day. Yeah. So then it comes. So what happens, I'll go home and I upload them. I give them all my notes. I've got my styles. Every night you go to sleep, it's nervous because you never know what's coming back. Mm. I wake up then I've got to work on and finish everything to mm. my style. Um, but... It takes a big chunk of the work out. Yeah. And again, like I was saying, there's a lot of work in that to get that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I need to realise that with thanks, you know, with the clothing, um, with the video, the content stuff. I, I've forgotten, you know, because I've set my business up now. It sort of just does itself with me shooting. But yeah. It's all sort of second nature except for a bit of admin stuff, which I'm a bit sort of steady on. But that, yeah. the business for the most part is pretty good. Yeah. So I think with thanks, I'm forgetting how much I put in early on. Like I used to just sit there from six till nine, like six in the morning till nine, and I just obsessed learning, yeah. like trial and error, trial and error, trial, and just got better and better and better. And still, even to this day, I'll look at photos from three months ago and you sort of cringe at them. So yeah, so like, you're always it's so doing visual, yeah, yeah, so visual. I think, um, but yeah, it's just basically a. Um, you know, being able to do more in a day. And I, it's not just real estate I do. I sort of do like architectural and builder stuff. That's sort of where the passion started because, you know, my whole family was around building and I wanted to be an architect in school, but I wasn't going to cop six years of uni. So yeah, I feel that. You sort of got to go to school and get good grades for that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's super interesting. Oh, mm. That's awesome. So would you say that which which is your larger passion, do you reckon, or equal? 
It's things. Yeah. It's what I, yeah. I, I feel once I get it going, I feel it could give me an incredible life, like f- fulfilling, fun, meeting people, exciting, like life experience. Absolutely. Like it, I think it'll be, um, but. You know, house is my money maker, and I love house as well. You know, so I've got to figure out: am I going to build house so it can sort of run itself? Which I don't think it will without me being quite hands on with it. Mm. So that's just me managing other photographers, which I'm not sure about. Or yeah. do I build it to a, a state, maybe in a few years, and sell it? I'm just not sure what to do. Yeah, um, because something's got to give. Yeah, at some totally. point. Because, um, but yeah, I just don't know. But right now, I'm just. Um, like I said, I've been a bit distracted lately, but I'd just shoot with house and then I'd be on the computer until nine ten every night, um, doing thanks stuff. And then on the weekends, that was sort of going good until footy season started. I'd been a little bit distracted <laughs> by footy season, like footy comes on over the side. And are you, what footy are you, AFL? AFL and league, but oh, I grew really? up in league. Yeah, love league. But, um, oh, sorry, well now I just, like, I really enjoy watching AFL now, but I'm league at heart. Yeah, good to know. I'm AFL girl, just so you know. Who do you go for? Brisbane Lions. Mm. Yeah. Sort it's the family falling team. Falling off the cliff a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, it, does, does it help? Fuck. Yeah. So we've got some questions here and we're going to get to know Curly on a bit of a personal level. Um, we've got three flex cards, which are just a whole lot of questions about random things. So it's a bit like, do you like taking risks? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, good. Because you're about to take risks. This could be anything from like your views on the world or, like, who knows? Bit of controversy. Bit of controversy. Um, so pick one. Read it aloud. I'll let you read it. Oh, do you want me to read it? <laughs> yeah, you go. It's a group effort here. I'm a poor reader. Okay, so the question is, what is your immediate reaction to someone who doesn't really use social media? Um, it's up to them. Take it or leave it. Is there... For me, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> I'm like, really? Mm, well, if I didn't have house and thanks, I've thought recently that I'd probably get rid of it, but it was a big part of building house and it's a massive part of building thanks. Literally. So it's so good and it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. But fuck it, choose our time and our minds, like the shit it does to our minds. It's constant, you know, comparisons and, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. On a business level, I'm all for it. On a personal level, I'm a regular, like digital detoxer like i literally deleted my whole instagram account did you over christmas did you yeah yeah but that feel good felt good it was awesome mm. and then i had to come back online for work but i think it can be a super positive place with you know the likes of thanks content being out there mm. and like a lot of like when you follow good good people or good brands it's a pleasant place to be but yeah it can be super mindlessly absolutely scrolly vibes um okay another question I feel like I choose, in my head, I choose the one you're going to choose and it works every time. <laughs> Why do people constantly do things they know are object- objectively bad for them? Oh, you'd be able to speak to that, seeing as you've had like a few personal battles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but uh, in the last three years, I've sort of sat back and looked at how I've been and even still how I am. And I don't know, it's just like... I've been told it's not knowing what to do with the good, you know, like feeling you might not deserve it or just feeling like it just scares you or mm-hmm. also, I don't know, it fucks me. But I just, I know I can be extremely self-destructive with the gambling and, you know, drugs and 
you know, all that's obviously a lot steadier now for me. I'm up here, I'm a bit more settled, but it's taken me a long time to actually start to find myself, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't put a finger on that, but I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think that's why um, the raw storytelling that you have is so probably coming from such a lens of like it's real and I think obviously you just want to make yourself feel better about the fact that you know this is you know your reality and actually everyone's yeah 100 percent. well I'll always I've always been very open about shit in the moment I'll probably carry it and won't sort of open up sometimes I'll sort of carry a lot of stuff in my head but I'm pretty open about stuff and when I started thanks and when you get talking to people that's exactly what it tells you you're not alone mm. but we all just carry it in our own head and you just think like I'm a fuck up or whatever and but yeah and I still even after thanks like I'm still like that like you just said very hard on myself I'm still like that and it's yeah. fucking draining absolutely so when it was like pumping um, when the content was flowing out what was the best part for you um, sales helps. Oh yeah, that does <laughs> the the old bill paying. Yeah, but I'm still heaps out of pocket for it. But no, just I don't know. Just the amount of people that say "fuck yeah," like this helps me. This is good. Or people might not even be struggling. That's a good thing about it. We're not a mental health page. It just helps people with their mental health. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just storytelling. Because I know a lot of my mates. If I push mental health down their throat, they don't want to know about it because mm. they're sweet. And me with my own shit. I don't really, it's not really my go either. So if someone just sits there and tells a story, I can do what I want with it in my own head. Mm. Um, so it can be good and bad, it can be anyone. I think that's the beauty of it. So. Yeah. Well said, really well said. Thank you. So if you were given like $7 million tomorrow and you like obviously give a little bit to your family, you know, shout your friends a couple rounds. Like a you know? couple hundred or yeah. something. <laughs> what would you do? Um, Maybe, feel free to answer that as a personal it doesn't have to involve your business, but if it does, I'd like to know too. I don't know. Like it, it, it would be to do with my business because I, I don't know. You know what? I don't know because if I got seven mil, I might just be selfish and go fuck it. I'm just See ya. Go we out. Literally, like it could be my reality. I don't know, but I'd like to think down the line. Then, if I, money wasn't a thing, I could just chip away with content and you know chip away with clothes. But then I want to go into schools and um. I spoke to this fella, um, Tommy from Find Your Feet, who's gotten on to me since and he wants me to come along. He goes to like Kebra Park and all these schools around South East Queensland and like Northern New South Wales. He's talking to young fellas, but he doesn't talk a lot. He just gets them talking and the shit he was saying, like the stories he tells me about how he's, these young fellas have turned around and like the real quiet ones that, you know, are carrying a lot of pain. They'll get up and say something and then people who might have once pinked on them, they're all just coming together and, like, showing empathy and stuff. He reckons it's unbelievable. Mm. Love to do that shit. Mm. I would really like that. I could work wherever. I could go and, you know, be in a caravan park in Geraldton or I could, you know, be in a restaurant in Japan. Mm. As long as I've got a camera and talking to people... Yeah, and then it could just be random everyday content of having fun. Yeah. That stuff works these days, but the people and the stories are the main thing, so it's limitless. Yeah. You know, like Nike, I feel they're one of the best brands at telling stories and, like, making you feel something. I'm smiling because that is literally – I've had so many episodes where I've just literally talked really? just spoken about Nike. Yeah. Yes. They're amazing. And yeah. when I sort of started, I'd sort of – it's one thing I'd refer back to. I'd say that – Nikes would be 
you know, they, they get athletes on. And they're yeah. very inclusive now with their athletes, yeah. you know. Like, you'll see, like, all types of religions. Yeah. But that's limited to athletes. Yeah. So, I want to be, like, the Nike of just every man on the planet rather than yeah. athletes. Like, yeah. it could just be anyone. It yeah. could be anyone, anywhere. It could be, a, like, a rice, you know, farmer. Or it could yeah. be, like, a an oyster farmer. It could be a plumber. It could be a, you know, marketing team it could be anything yeah Yeah. awesome i think that's going to be that's going to be what will like ultimately lead to the success of thanks thank you you're welcome fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed all right well i'm gonna let you off the hook very soon but is there anything anything that i've missed that you would like to speak to in terms of the building of the brands either one or any advice you'd give to perhaps your younger self or someone wanting to get into any one of the industries you're in um yeah, the one thing, so when I started house, people were like, what are you doing? You mm-hmm. know, but I bought a camera, borrowed money off grandma, I wrote a little list to grandma, I was like, I need five grand. And she's like, and she's passed now, before she died, she's like, I never thought I'd see that money, and I paid her years ago, mm-hmm. but she was just so proud of me, and she backed me, but like so many people are hesitant. I've had so many friends over the years have ideas, I've got a, you know, mate, we're not as close now, but he's on the Gold Coast got great discipline, really hard work, a lot of ideas, but I feel he's going to be too scared to make that move. And mm-hmm. the one thing I would say is do it because what's the worst that happens? Literally. Like really, like, yeah, I know family and commitments and stuff. You find a way. Yeah. And that's what was, was my thinking when I left house. I was like, right, I've got this hundred. I know it's not a heap, but I'll make it happen. My back's against the wall and um, obviously things change. But I think just have a crack. Do not just... Be scared because it's like cliche shit. You see it on motivational stuff. Like it's scary making the jump, but it's you know when you really think about it, if you're really unhappy where you're at, it's probably scarier that thought down the track. But back yourself and have a crack. And if you can find discipline, because everything will come off the back of discipline. If you have mm-hmm. discipline with your content, whatever it may be, or your hours, whatever it may be, discipline when to stop, when to start. You know, structure, that's the thing where I've battled with. Yeah. Find discipline um, and you'll make it happen. Yeah, well said. And I'm still in the process. I'm by yeah. no means that. You're only human. Yeah. Um, absolutely, because motivation, you know, people rely on motivation, I think, mm. and that is fleeting. No, you force yourself to be motivated, whereas if you just have your thing, and like I have a daily planner every day for all, every job, everything I've got to do, and I don't tick it off, but each day I might transfer some of them to the next day. Mm. Without that daily planner, like it just ticks things off in your head, um, and it just helps you, you know, if you just do a few things a day, which again, lately I've been a bit slack, but it helps me, like I can move mountains, like when I was doing house and thanks, like I was, you know, Doing a lot of photo shoots a week, plus doing house uh, thanks and getting sales. Like when you just have that discipline. Yeah. Well, everyone, I'd like you to go and follow Thanks on Instagram so we can all keep Curly here accountable for the content to come. There is a story in in the works right now, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So go follow and um, also obviously rate and review Big Brand Energy. And yeah, have a good one. Thanks very much. Appreciate it, Sophie. You're welcome.